Hey, I'm Casey Stone, and I am a lover and an encourager of people. Come on, that's you. I know this faith message is going to help you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, family! (laughs) I'm Casey Stone. Thank you so much for joining me today. Come on, you like my new shirt? Hope Dealer! We're going to be dealing out some hope today. Dealing out some hope. If you know somebody that needs hope, come on, don't send it to your husband or your wife. I'm saying if you need, if you know somebody that needs hope, click share, click like, share this with your friends and family. Thank you for joining me live. I so much appreciate you. I see you jumping on, and I'm grateful that you're here with me today. Don't forget to subscribe. Come on, I see you watching on YouTube, and you ain't subscribed yet. All over the world. Come on. Be sure to to, uh, subscribe and share us with your friends. Amen. And as always, if you have any prayer requests, we want to pray with you. We want to pray for you. Just be in agreement. You can leave any prayer request in the comment section, uh, or you can email us uh, at info at stoneministries.online, and we want to be in agreement with you. Will you do that? Man, thank you so much. Also, I love receiving testimonies. Just actually, in fact, yesterday we received a testimony uh, from Denise, and she said that her son has found our YouTube channel, uh, the Casey Stone Podcast, and it's changing his life. And, you know, she said that he wasn't, uh, she didn't know that he was even watching, but she's so glad that he found us. And um, so we're reaching people all over the world, and we're grateful for testimonies coming in. It's just the testimony was long. Maybe I'll post it later. Be sure to look on the Facebook page and connect with us on my public figure page, Casey Stone. And if these uh, podcasts are ministering to you, be sure to uh, prayerfully consider becoming a financial partner. You're a huge part of this ministry by financially partnering with us so that we can reach people, continue to reach people all over the world. We're in Sri Lanka, Japan, come on, uh, Colombia. I had to practice saying that, Colombia. I wanted to make sure I did it right. Anyway, we're all over the world reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you being a financial partner, you're just as much a part of that as we are here teaching the gospel. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much. We're going to look at something today that we've all read. I know you've read it a hundred times, but I want to put an emphasis on something today. In Ephesians chapter 1, I want to read this and put an emphasis on something specific that the Apostle Paul tells us to do, and then let us know why we need to do that, right? We're going to deal some hope. You ready? This is going to change your life, I promise you. Look at Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to begin in verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. And it says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Casey, how am I supposed to do that? I'm about to tell you, hang tight, buckle up, we're we're fixing to get there. Holy and without blame before him, having predestined us, predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Now here's the phrase, here's what the apostle Paul tells us to do, to praise, what? To praise the glory of his grace. 
to praise the glory of the grace of God. Paul says to praise the glory of his grace. Praise the glory of his grace, right? To praise grace. Now, a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to do that. I, don't, I, don't, I should only be praising God. But listen, God's grace is him. Amen. So when we praise the glory of his grace, we're praising God. We're giving God glory. We're giving him thanks and honor for his grace. Amen. And if we're honest, <clears throat> grace has a negative connotation in a lot of denominations and a lot of teachings. Grace gets a bad rap. Come on, I know you've heard it before, right? You've heard of old cheap grace, you know, old greasy grace. You know, my pastor used to say, <laughs> when he would hear the phrase greasy grace, he would say, lather me up, baby. <laughs> cheap grace, greasy grace. I know you've heard it. But I want to teach you today what grace really is. Why, why do we praise the glory of his grace? Why does the Apostle Paul make such a distinct statement here? This is very specific. Praise the glory of his grace. Why? When you find out what grace really is today, it's going to help you and you're going to want to praise the glory of grace too. Amen. Let's look at Titus chapter 2 and verse 11. Titus chapter 2 and verse 11. Will you do me a favor? Just, just type grace in the comment section, right? I want to see your comment. Grace, right? If you want, if you want to know, know what grace is today, just type grace. I'll give you a second. <laughs> Not Aunt Grace, I'm talking about the grace of God. Type grace right now. Just type it where you're at. Titus chapter 2 and verse 11 says this. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. So we know that grace brings salvation. We know that grace brings salvation, but we want to discount it. See, religious people discount it right here. They stop right here. Grace brings salvation, and that's it. Everything else about grace is greasy and cheap. No, 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 no. Listen. The grace of God brings salvation, has appeared to all men, verse 12, teaching us. What? Teaching us? What is grace teaching us? You mean yelling at you about your sin doesn't teach you? You mean yelling at you with condemnation, shoving you further away from God doesn't teach you anything? Nope. Nope. This says grace is teaching us. What is grace teaching us? Right? I want to know now. Grace teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. Man, you want to live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age? You need to get a hold of grace. It's not cheap. It's better than cheap. It's free. It came with salvation. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to you and is teaching you in this moment. Grace is teaching you. It's unmerited. It's unearned. It's undeserved. That's why it feels so unnatural because you didn't do anything to be a part of this other than believe, right? Jesus had to do something bigger. First, he had to give you something to believe in and then give you grace to uh, be able to accomplish what he's asking us to do in this faith walk and that the reason that we're able to do it is because grace teaches us. Woo! Man, so good. So good. Grace is not a license to sin. Grace is a teacher. <laughs> grace is a teacher. Grace joins ranks with the Holy Ghost and is a teacher in our life. Sin is not a teacher in our life. Sickness is not a teacher in our life. Grace is a teacher. Grace teaches us. 
Grace teaches us. When we keep our sin uh, mindset, keep our, our, our mind focused on sin, that's exactly the direction that your life is going to head. You've heard people say this, uh, and I told our church congregation on Sunday, you've heard people say this, uh, now you're saved by grace, but that doesn't mean you can do anything you want to. Oh, bozo. Don't put their mind there. Don't put their mind there because the first instinct in our human mind, in our natural mind, is to say, oh, now i got to watch where I step. I'm saved by grace, but apparently I can lose my salvation by making a mistake. That's where your mind goes. Come on, tell me I'm wrong. You can't. I'm not wrong because I'm human. I've been there. I know where my mind goes, so I know where your mind's going to go. We can see it all the way back to the garden with Adam and Eve. What happened? God told Eve, you're not eating of this, this tree. I don't want this tree to be messed with. You can have all of this, but you should not do this. This is not what you're supposed to have over here. And, be, and at the beginning, right, she believed. And at the beginning, her confession was this. If we eat of that tree, we'll surely die. If we eat of that tree, we'll surely die. But the enemy redirected her focus to the tree, to the sin, to what she wasn't supposed to have, to what she wasn't supposed to do. And her belief began to change because her focus continually stayed with what she wasn't supposed to have. Come on, this is so good today. Her mind was continually focused there and her belief began to change. And then what happened to her confession? Her confession changed to this. That tree is good for food. Oh, do you see what happens here? Do you see what happens here? The more, the more uh, negative influence we allow into our mind and our heart, example, sin, hello, the more it stays there, that's the direction that our life is going to go in. Man, her first belief was if we eat of that tree, we're going to die. But the more she focused on it, the more you focus on sin, that's the, li- that's the direction that your life is going to go. The more she focused on it, it began to look good to her. Oh, man. Woo, that'll preach. That'll preach. Somebody say grace. Yeah, grace, the grace of God. See, being sin conscious causes a sinful life. But let's look at what grace causes. Being taught by grace, being, being, being infused with grace, receiving grace, embracing grace. Let's look at Genesis chapter 6 and beginning in verse 5. Genesis 6 and verse 5. Is this hope today? This is hope. Come on, you're going you're gonna to benefit from this, I promise. Verse 5 of Genesis chapter 6 says this. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. All of man, right? Nobody's excluded here. The wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every intent, whoa, that's a powerful statement. Every intent, not some and, and some not. Every intent of the thought of man's heart was only evil continually. There's not even a break in this. (laughs) Evil doesn't even get a break. It's just being used continually, right? Every intent, not some, but every intent was evil. And the Lord was even sorry that he had made man on the earth. Come on, this this had to have been tragic for this to happen. The Lord was sorry that he even made man and he was grieved in his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I've created from the face of the earth. both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I've made them, but 
So we have this whole tragic scenario. Evil is all over the earth. Every man is consumed with evil. Every thought, every intent is, con- is continually evil. But, verse 8, but Noah found grace. Say grace. Yeah, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. See, it's interesting to me that while we're reading this, we don't necessarily see where it says that Noah was good, right? He doesn't say that he was good. If you're if you're shaking your head right now and you're and you're already about to throw something at the screen, listen. This says that he received grace. If Noah found grace, then there was no record of him being good. You don't need grace when you're already good. You don't need grace when you're already perfected. You don't need grace when you're already walking with God. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, verse 8. And then what happens next? Let's look at verse 9. What happened after grace was introduced to Noah? Verse 9, this is the account of Noah, meaning this is what his life began uh, to to reflect. Noah was a just man. (laughs) Noah was perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. Well, Casey, see, God gave Noah grace because he was good and he was perfect and he walked with God. No, 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 no. Verse 9 comes after verse 8. What happened in verse 8? Grace was imparted. Grace came into Noah's life. And what happened in verse 9? After grace was established, he he became good. He became perfect. He became just. He became righteous. He became walking with God, a man with God. Listen, when we embrace the grace of God, our life changes for the better. Don't let anybody put condemnation on you, right? We learn through the example that was set before us in grace. Jesus walked in grace every day. We learn from grace. Grace is our teacher. We embrace the grace of God and the grace of God makes us just. The grace of God makes us perfected. The grace of God makes us righteous. The grace of God makes us walk with him. The grace. Oh, grace is so good. This became Noah's testimony, Noah's story after grace was given to him. Allow grace to teach you today. Come on, allow grace to empower your life today and it will change, I promise you. I promise you, don't focus on sin. Focus on the salvation and the grace that came with that, that you have in Jesus. He adopted you before the foundations of the world. Come on, he knew the the ugly life, the the decisions you might make, (laughs) but he chose you before that. This is so good. And then Greg gave you grace to live a good life. Come on, if if you're struggling with something difficult, reach out. You're not alone. We want to pray with you here at Stone Ministries. We want to be on your side. We want to be in agreement with you. If you're struggling, you're not alone. I promise you, we're with you. And I love you. Yes, you. I can't wait to see you next week. God bless you.